My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I'm not a chef, I'm just a guy who loves cooking from scratch with fresh ingredients and trying to spread some positive energy in the world. Join me on my culinary journey inside the kitchen and out as I explore the ups and downs of cooking, baking, and living. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. everyone to the season two finale of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about my journey of scratch made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. Season finale doesn't mean you're not going to get regular weekly content, by the way. So if you are new here, please stick around, check out the backlog and stay tuned for quick bites all through the end of the season and the beginning of season three, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show. If you're a returning listener, you are the backbone of what I do here. Thank you so much. Coming up on one year, when the season three premiere hits, we will be hitting one full year of doing this show, and I could not have done it without all of you absolutely amazing people out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do. Today's episode is going to focus on that chili (laughs) now that's a that's a reference that nobody but one person would get and that's fuzzy dan of shake and not nerd and he used to do a show called who spiked the puns and basically what they would do is mash up two movie titles and i guest started an episode called touch of resident evil which is touch of evil and resident evil and in touch of evil which is an absolute absolute classic it's orson wells and he plays this detective in the movie charlton huston's also in it but he plays this detective in the movie who is just obsessed with this chili (laughs) that uh that this i think it's marlene dietrich is the is the actress who she's like a gypsy i think in the movie and she makes this chili and he's just like oh that chili That was our whole episode. That was the whole episode of podcasting that he and I did about that. I'm super thrilled to talk to you guys about Chile. It is the season here where I'm located in the Northern Hemisphere. Also, where I'm located in Ithaca. Home. Today, and I mean, I am am whipped today, but I still have the energy to do this. And I needed to do this today because I feel like I'm in the headspace for it now. But I just got back from seven hours of scrubbing and scraping and sanding and cleaning and just washing my hands and getting chemicals all over my hands so many times, shampooing carpets, like literally everything and anything under the sun. It's been such, such, such a day. But I've finally done and I dropped the keys in the Dropbox and it's over. So I'm officially here. I'm officially here. And it feels so good to be here. I want to show you guys my studio that I'm working on here. I'll send that up on uh, social media at Nikolai's Kitchen. Make sure you're following. But yeah, I've got some soundproofing panels up in here, some nice decorative ones that I think look really good, although I kind of want more now that I look at the ones that I have in here. And uh, the sound in here. So this office 
going from a large kind of cavernous living room where there weren't any walls anywhere around, but the walls that were there were bare. This is a small box of an office. It's probably about eight by eight or maybe 10 by 10. Eh, I'm going to say 10 by 10, maybe 12 by 10. I don't know. It's a size. It's a box, though. It's exactly a box. It's exactly that. And it's got four windows, two on two walls. And then it's got the door. And then it's just got a bare wall, which my desk is against. And that's where all the soundproofing panels are. But because the room is so small and because this voice is so big, unfortunately, it projects out. And I'm not 100% on the sound just yet. Not 100% just yet, but I think what we've done here is much, much, much better than any sound setup I've ever had. I'm really grateful to actually almost have kind of a studio. So it feels really good to sit down and record content when I record it in this space now. This is the first time I'm actually recording a podcast in this space with the studio setup. I, of course, have recorded other things here, you know, just different episodes from time to time, different stuff when I was here over live stream and all that stuff. But I'm thrilled to be here and I'm thrilled to be talking to you guys about Chili. Now, I mentioned that story about Fuzzy Dan at the beginning, and it kind of makes me want to talk to you guys a little bit about podcasting, a little bit about how passionate I am about podcasting, how much I love podcasting, how much this medium means to me. I love doing this. And I love doing this because I get to connect with amazing people all over the world every single day. My peers out there in the podcasting community. I get to publish great content for you listeners who consume it. And, you know, your your feedback and just talking to me about food or anything of the sort. I love it. And I appreciate it so much. You are amazing. Thank you for all you do. But the one thing that I've loved more than anything about this journey since I started it on Epic Film Guys way back in July 2015, reviewing Terminator Genesis into my phone. Dan's favorite episode of the show ever. <laughs> I have loved connecting with people all over the world. I talk to people all over the world on a daily basis. Season three is going to see M from Verbal Diorama coming on the show, and we're going to be talking about her dish. And I haven't made it still as of this time. It's going to be coming sometime in November that I'm going to make it. And I cannot wait. I'm so, so excited. Speaking of M from Verbal Diorama, thank you so much, M, for being the newest patron at the $5 level. You are absolutely amazing. And she is now going to have access to all of the bonus content that's over there on the Patreon. And there's more bonus content coming there through the break as well. So regular episodes, you're not going to hear one of those for about a month, but you're still going to get quick bites on the main feed. And you're still going to get bonus content, including my episode about Prime Rib over there on the Patreon. So make sure you sign up today. And if you sign up at the top tier, then you're eligible for a rewards box every single quarter. And I know I haven't gotten the rewards box out for patrons yet, but that is going to happen very, very soon. So probably this coming week, actually, I'm really going to start moving that forward now that I'm officially completely moved and getting settled in. But I talk about podcasting and, and like people like M, who is such an incredible person. I know and have met the most incredible people through this medium on the other side of this microphone. And I've had the pleasure and the privilege of meeting just one of those people that I've met through the microphone in person, in real life. And that's Gerald of two peas on a podcast and Gerald's hanging it up. 
So Two Peas is still going to be around in some form or fashion. He's still doing content for his Patreon kind of intermittently. I know he plans on doing some YouTube stuff in 2022. But the podcast is over. He's officially wrapped up the podcast with the end of October and the end of the spooky Halloween season. Happy Halloween, everybody, by the way. I hope you're having an absolutely, or had, I should say, because by the time you hear this, it'll already be over. I hope your Halloween was amazing. But yeah, Gerald is the only podcaster in six years that I've met in real life. And there's a lot of reasons for that, especially through the first, say, four and a half years of my podcasting career. And, you know, after that, there was a global pandemic. (laughs) So... Gerald is just, he's one of the best friends I've made on the microphone. Like he is such an amazing guy and really, really, really down to earth. Like great guy to talk to, like really fun. And like he and I, and like I endlessly give him crap and he endlessly gives me crap back. Cause that's, if you're a friend of mine, if you're somebody who is friends with me, like I give my friends crap. That's just what happens. That's just the way it is. That's just what I do. And man, I, I love Gerald. Like he is an amazing guy. So, uh, gee, if you're listening to this brother, I'm going to miss you, man. I'm going to miss two peas, but you're definitely coming on this show for a table for two sometime in the future. Whenever you're available, I know you're busy with your new job and new training and all that kind of stuff, which is so great. Congratulations, man. That's amazing. But I just wanted to take a moment here because it wouldn't be right if I didn't take a moment to just mention Gerald and you know how how great of a friend he has been and how how amazingly instrumental he's been to live stream for the cure he's still going to be part of live stream for the cure he and I have already talked about that so he still wants to do live stream for the cure he still wants to be a part of it and I know people would just love to have G back behind the microphone doing a two-piece segment on the air live stream for the cure it's going to be amazing so Gerald's not disappearing completely but you know Please, you know, I I hope that wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, you'll join me in just wishing him well and, you know, all the amazing things because the dude deserves it. You're you're such a great guy, G. Thank you for being you. This is the end of season two, as I mentioned, and season three is not going to start until November the 22nd, which is going to be a Thanksgiving special about question mark i have no idea yet i haven't gotten there i haven't talked to talked about it or or, or really thought at all about what i'm going to make so just make sure you stay tuned that's really the only thing that i can say uh that that will be forthcoming but that will be on the 22nd and then on the 29th m from verbal diorama will be joining me for table for two she was supposed to be the premiere but i want to do a thanksgiving episode for the premiere So uh, her episode will be the second episode of season three. And I can't wait for you guys to hear that conversation. That was just like one of the most wonderful days I've had behind the microphone in a long, long, long time. Just sitting down with M for like four or five hours. And we recorded an episode of her show, an episode of this show. And we had such a blast, such a blast. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that as well. And as I said, you are still going to get quick bites in the interim. Coming up on Thursday, you're going to be getting either garlic honey mustard or garlic honey sriracha sauce. I'm not 100% sure which of the two, but I'm going to record them both and then probably pick one. (laughs) 
I don't really know. I haven't, uh, I haven't really recorded anything yet or really set that in stone just yet, but that is coming. So just make sure you stay tuned every Thursday from now all the way through November, you're going to get fresh, quick bites in your feed. One more announcement here, and then we're going to head over into the positivity bit. St. Jude is asking people to do 50 miles in 30 days to support, you know, kids with cancer. And of course, you know that we run the annual live stream for the cure every single year. So cancer is a very, very important thing to me. I'm also very, very big into focusing on my health and my fitness. And I'm pretty sure I did pretty close to 50 miles in October anyway. I, it probably would be like 48, if not like, I mean, I've gotten out for a lot of nice walks and nice runs and my pace is improving so, so much. So of course I am throwing in with this wholeheartedly. Thank you so much to Christiani, who's a listener and patron of the show for pointing this out to me. I'm going to be posting about that over on social media as well. So you'll get to see that. I'll kind of check in with you guys with my progress as I do that. But I intend to hit 50 miles and I intend to hit that over that 30 day period and then make, you know, the donation of $50 to St. Jude's because St. Jude's does amazing, amazing things for kids with cancer, you know, kids with cancer. And then, you know, the families of those kids never have to pay a dime, which is the great thing, but they rely on donations. So uh, if you want to join me, please do. Uh, there's going to be a post over on the live stream for the cure Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash live stream for the cure. There's going to be a pinned post right at the top of the page, basically for you to check in your mileage and just, you know, check in your mileage. You don't have to like commit to making any kind of donation or anything. If you don't want to, if you just want to do it to raise awareness, but just help get the word out there and help, you know, St. Jude do whatever they can to raise more money for kids with cancer. Because I mean, No one should have to suffer through cancer. It's something that's very, very important to me. That's why I focus and fight so hard for live stream for the cure every year, especially kids. There's something, you know, when kids or when, when, you know, young people get taken away because of cancer, it's, it's devastating. So please, please come out, do 50 miles with me in November, walking or running. Doesn't matter what you do, walking or running, come out, join me. It's going to be an absolute blast to talk a little bit before we head into Chile, which I cannot wait to talk to you guys about. I wanted to talk to you guys about this move, which I know I've talked to you about before. And this isn't going to be a long positivity segment because this is, this is going to be dedicated to you out there. If you're listening to this and if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you're trapped, If you feel like you're in an impossible situation that you cannot escape from, 
keep going. Keep going. Reach out for help from friends, from family, for people in the support industry. There are people out there that can help you. And if there's just different things, like if you're stuck in a rut or stuck in a bad relationship or whatever, you are not alone. You are not alone and you can do this. You can make it through to the other side. And I am living proof. And that's why I want to come to you guys and tell you from this new studio here with these sound panels on the wall and this just, you know, wonderful, wonderful home that Rebecca and I have here in Ithaca. Don't give up. I almost gave up once. Way back in 2018, when I was at the biggest I had ever been, over 400 pounds, miserably unhappy, I wanted to give up. I wanted to quit. I wanted to give in. I felt all alone. I felt like nobody understood. And I felt trapped and I felt like there was no way I could ever escape and no way I could ever get out of it. But I did. And now I'm here in this beautiful place. I've got less debt than I've ever had because I have focused and I have worked really hard over those past three years to square off debts, even in the face of separation and divorce. I kept my ledger in the black and I worked really, really hard and I didn't take on additional debts that I didn't have to and I didn't spend a penny that I didn't have to. I worked hard and now I'm here. And now my life is like, it's amazing. I'm so grateful for the life that I have. I'm so grateful for so many of the things that I have in my life. For all of you out there who are listening to this right now, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. I have this show. I have my love and my passion for food, my love and my passion for writing. It's National Novel Writing Month in November, and I didn't get a chance to do it last year. I am doing it this year. I cannot wait, cannot wait to hit those first keys and start writing. I'm so excited. I'm so, so grateful for Rebecca, for my amazing kids. I got to see my son, you know, today who's like, it's so weird to, you know, I, I, I have all adult kids now who are out on their own. It, it, I, I still don't know how to process that, but I almost gave up a lot of times and especially when my marriage ended and I had to stay in my townhouse and I had just re-signed the lease literally just so I was stuck there for a year no matter what I did but I pinched every penny I worked hard I persevered and I leaned on some amazing amazing people people who I will never forget who were there for me watching me do live streams where I just sang and sobbed I love you thank you so much for being there for me people like Chris Yaney people like Jared people like Deb I appreciate so much the people that propped me up and kept me going through those days because I had some tough times and I still have tough times. You guys have heard all of my stories, all the different things that I still deal with and I still fight with and I'm still working on now, but I keep going because I know, and I've always known, and I knew that if I just kept working hard and if I just persevered, keep paying those debts, keep working at these different things, keep going forward one step at a time, 
that you'll get to a better life. It's out there. And I don't know when it is, and I don't know where it is. I can't promise you that it's going to be an easy journey. It might be really hard, and it might be filled with loss. And it might be, you know, you have to make some unbelievable choices along the way. But once you make the commitment, once you get that journey going, don't give up. You can make it. I never for a moment imagined that this would be my life, that I would have this amazing, amazing partner, that I would be in this place that I love in this amazingly beautiful home. And that I would feel so fulfilled in so many ways. God, my life is good. And I'm so grateful for this life. And if you're someone who's listening to this and you're like, oh, my life is so tough. My life is miserable. Oh, I hate this about this. I hate this about this. I was you. I was you. And there's still times when I struggle. But don't give up. Just keep going. You can do this. I believe in you. You might not believe in you. And for the longest time, I didn't believe in me. But I believe in you. Never doubt your strength or your ability to make it through to the other side. Keep going. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here on the season finale. I appreciate you so much taking the time to plug me into your ears. But it's time to get to Chile. Now, I know before we start the breakdown, before we get into anything Chile related, I know that there are so many schools of thought out there about what constitutes Chile, about what types of peppers you have to put into chili, about what types of meat you have to put into chili. There are a million and one different ways to make chili, so please do not come at me and say that this is wrong (laughs) or that chili's not supposed to have this or that because chili is really all about, and it's kind of poetic in a way, it's not, but... You know, all season I've talked about layers of flavor and there's no dish that really signifies layers of flavor quite like chili. 
So I made chili for dinner recently. It's, I mean, the weather's turned here. I mean, upstate New York, and it's beautiful. It's fall outside. There's a nice kind of chill in the air sometimes when you go outside. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's still warm. But, you know, there's a nice kind of coolness and a nice kind of chill in the air when you go outside. And it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Whenever the weather turns like that, to me, it's chilly season. I mean, to be fair, uh, all year is chili season because chili is amazing. And I make so many different kinds of chili that I know we're going to talk about throughout the history of this show. But this time I wanted to talk to you guys about black bean chili with lamb and chuck roast. So for this, I did both lamb, which I bought. Wegmans just has, you know, lamb, just chunks of lamb for stew and then a chuck roast. And I cut them up into small cubes. And this is something to kind of point out here from the outset. Make sure you chop your meat and vegetables so they are all the same size. You want a consistent bite with this. One of the most important things I've learned about making chili is you want that bite. You don't want like a a, a gigantic chunk of meat in a little tiny bean or like a little tiny piece of pepper or a little tiny piece of onion or like maybe like half of an onion or like a whole slice of an onion in there with like a little tiny piece of ground meat or something. It doesn't work. You need to have a textural similarity of this. So when you're preparing this, it's the first note that's in the recipe in the show notes. If you want all of my recipes, check out the show notes. But it's the first note in there. Chop your meats and vegetables so they're all the same size. But when I was thinking about making chili, I wanted to make it with black beans because back in the restaurant days, I made what was called nitro black chili. Now, this was instead of red wine, which this chili we'll talk about, I used a stout to deglaze the pan and, you know, for a lot of the base flavor of the chili, I used a black sea salt and I used black beans. So the color was, well, it wasn't black, but it was very dark. It was very dark. (laughs) And, you know, I just kind of took that recipe and I stripped it back down and I said, let's build a different kind of chili out of this. And let's just make it with black beans, but then let's get some chuck roast. And then I was like, "Uh, do I want ground or do I want chunks? And this is something that I have wavered back and forth on over time. I've done ground sausage. I've done ground beef and all those different kinds of things like ground chuck. I'm not going to say that that's wrong because like I said, there's a million and different one ways to make chili. If that's how you like your chili, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. But one of the things that I have really, especially lately, like when we have made the enchiladas or the taco lasagna, which Rebecca will be on the show, hopefully before the end of the year to talk about, we're probably, we're going to have to make it again now because it's been so long since we've made it. And we need to figure out logistically how to have us both record in the same space. I don't want to do it on the same microphone, which means I'm going to have to finally, after like four years, replace this ATR. But I love doing chunks of chuck roast, like seasoned, like you chunk it up really, really small, like half an inch cubes at best. And then you season it really, really well. Salt, pepper, and if you're going to sear it for this, you can do some cumin and things like that. And then you give it a really, really hard sear and high heat, like mid high to high. You really, really want a good crust on those chunks. And you don't want to put too many in the pan at once because you're going to overcrowd it. And then when I was thinking about making this, I was like, okay, black beans. Okay, I settled on chunks of chuck roast. And then I was like, I want another element in this. No, I can't use pork because Rebecca doesn't eat pork. So I was like, what can I use in this that might make this, you know, work? 
And I just saw the lamb when I was at Wegmans and grabbed it. And the good thing about it was, is, I mean, you can really tell the difference in the finished product because the lamb was definitely the more tender of the two. I mean, Chuck Rose was also still really, really tender. Everything, because everything's cooking together, uh, everybody's going to get to know each other in the pot. You guys know that episode of The Office I'm talking about, right, with Kevin's famous chili. The trick is to undercook the onions. Love that episode so much. But, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking about, like, kind of the different theories of chili. There are a million and one different ways to make chili. Someday I'm going to break down my cheddar chicken chili for you guys, which is amazing it's cheesy it's chili ye it's chickeny it's amazing i love it so much but let's talk about what you're going to need to make my black bean chili first things first you're going to need three cans of black beans mine were 15.5 ounce cans you needed one pound of lamb chopped again these were roughly half inch cubes two pounds of chuck roast chopped same size three large bell peppers, three poblano peppers, and four jalapeno peppers. You're going to fire roast all of these. I have a gas stove and just turn it on and char them. I also have a grill. And I realized after I spent like ages charring them all over the burners that I could have just uh, went and put them on the grill for like two minutes and it would have been perfectly fine. However you do it, fire roast them and then chop them again. Same size. Keep your sizes consistent throughout all your chopping here. One cup of red onion, chopped. Two cups of yellow onion, chopped. A half a cup of garlic, minced. You need four tablespoons of grapeseed oil. Grapeseed oil is a more neutral, so it's not going to have a lot of uh, forward flavor. So it's really going to let the meat shine when you're searing it. Six tablespoons of butter. Three cups of red wine. I just bought a box of wine for this because it works really well. You're going to kind of cook it into everything. You want to add that earthiness, but you're not necessarily looking to, you know, blow things away with like a $20 bottle here. So please don't waste that. You know, please. You need one can of whole San Marzano tomatoes. This is a big, giant 90-ounce can. 11 cups, I believe, give or take, that I get from Wegmans. Amazing. Love, love, love getting it. It's what I use to make pasta and pizza sauce all the time as well. You need one tube or one can of tomato paste. Now, I buy the Cento tubes. It's 4.5 ounces. If you get cans, just try to approximate that amount. I think those cans are 3 ounces, maybe. I don't know. Three teaspoons of white sugar, one tablespoon of dark brown sugar, one cup of fresh basil, roughly chopped. You are going to need chili powder, cumin, paprika, turmeric, salt, and pepper to taste. Two tablespoons of fresh oregano, five bay leaves, two teaspoons of fresh thyme, and an eight-ounce block of cheddar cheese, freshly shredded. You can buy the pre-shredded stuff, I guess, if you want, because this is just to top the chili at the end. Personally, I like fresh shredded cheese over chili because you're not adding that kind of additional cornstarch or flour into the chili, which is, I don't know, it changes the texture of the cheese enough that I don't like it. So as I said, make sure you're chopping everything to the same size. I know I've said that a lot in this breakdown, but I'm saying it a lot because I want you to remember the consistency and how important it is when you're chopping everything up for this dish. You're going to roast your peppers over the stove burners or on a grill if you're a smart person. Chop up all your peppers and onions, set them aside. You're going to drizzle two tablespoons of your grapeseed oil into a large skillet or Dutch oven and heat it up over mid-high to mid-mid-high heat. Really high heat here and you want to wait until it gets in that nice and kind of ripply effect, that shimmery effect, and you kind of start to see little wisps of smoke come up off of your skillet or your Dutch oven. That means it's ready. 
Then you're going to season your lamb and beef with salt, pepper, cumin, and then sear it until it's really nicely brown. Just give it a good hard sear. Don't get in there and stir it around. I know just resist that urge. Let the heat hit the meat. That should be a catchphrase for this show. I should get that on a sticker. Let the heat hit the meat. <laughs> Let that heat really get in there and caramelize those sugars in that beef and that lamb and then once you kind of you, you'll smell it you know you just know stir it up because you don't just want gray meat you want to actually sear it and brown it really really well once everything is nicely browned remove it from the heat and transfer it into a large bowl i had to do three separate batches because there's so much of it and i have a big dutch oven like an eight and a half quart Dutch oven. So you might need to do a few batches. Don't let your pan get overcrowded or you're basically just going to be kind of braising it in its own fat and juices. So once you've gotten all your meat done, reduce your heat to medium and add the rest of your grapeseed oil into your pot. You're going to use the same pot for everything here, by the way. Add your peppers and onions in and sprinkle in some salt and the dark brown sugar to help them start cooking down. Then you're going to add in your, you know, give, give, give it a few minutes to saute, of course, and then add in your cup and a half of red wine and your butter. Reduce your heat to low and cover this. Let it go for 15 to 20 minutes or until everything is nice and softened. And then while that's cooking, while that's getting, while they're getting to know each other in the pot, then you're going to rinse and, uh, you know, drain and rinse your black beans. Get those poured into a colander, get a good spray out, and basically you're going to kind of keep rinsing them until the water comes clear out the other side. Once your time is up and they've kind of reached the desired softness, get your cover off there, turn the heat back to medium and cook off the rest of the liquid. There is still going to be liquid in your pan at this point. All right. Once you get it to the kind of desired consistency and doneness, and you're going to add your meat and your black beans back into the pot. Then what I like to do is take the San Marzano tomatoes. I will hand crush them. So I'll open up the can and just get my hand in there and just get the squishing going on. If you follow me on social media, you saw me do this. I posted a video of it. Add those into the pot. Then you're going to add your garlic, your white sugar, and your tomato paste into the pot. Add your basil, oregano, thyme, and bay leaves into the pot. Stir everything together until it's very well combined. Reduce your heat down to mid-low and then cover it. Once it comes to a simmer, this is where chili becomes chili because it's not chili yet, in my opinion. It's a tomato-based meat stew with a lot of peppers in it, basically. But it's not until you hit it with those chili spices, specifically cumin. That's when chili becomes chili to me. So this is my spice preference. Season your chili to taste however you like to do it with your dry spices, okay? Mine's three tablespoons of cumin, one tablespoon of paprika, one teaspoon of regular chili powder, one teaspoon of chipotle chili powder, one teaspoon of cayenne pepper, one tablespoon of turmeric, one tablespoon of black pepper, and two to three tablespoons of salt. Taste, 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 taste. Then you're going to cover it back up, reduce your heat to low, and cook your chili, stirring it periodically for three to four hours. Then you're going to serve this with a nice, just healthy little sprinkle of freshly shredded cheddar cheese. The, the word hearty always kind of comes to mind when you talk about chili, when you think about just, I mean, it warms the soul. It war That's why this season is so perfect for it, because you're turning down from the summer, you know, your body's used to that warmth. So like fall cold feels colder than any other cold. I don't know if that's anybody else's experience, but it's certainly my experience. Like once winter comes, like once it starts snowing, like I love the cold, like I'll get out there. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm perfectly fine in it. Well, fall cold because your body's still so used to the heat of the summer. Fall cold is different. 
And having something like chili just kind of gets in your belly and just warms you all over. It makes you feel so amazing. Absolutely amazing. By the way, this is going to be about 275 to 285 calories per cup. And that's not including the cheese. So if you're adding the cheese, you're probably tipping it in the 300 range or more, depending on how much you love cheese, which it's cheese. You love it. And that's chili, guys. That is chili. I mean, I the tenderness of the meat you get that it, it's in, in my chili is such that it's not overwhelmingly hot. So you definitely get a good warm sensation. Like it definitely has heat to it, but it's not like you're going to take a bite of it and, and, and be like, Oh my God, I need to drink a glass of milk or, Oh my God, this is so hot or whatever in between. It's amazing. Please try this recipe out. Please give this a shot for yourselves. And I mean, this is chili chili more than any other recipe that I've ever covered on this show. I think is adapt, 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 make chili to your own preference. This is going to make a literal ton of it as well. We had four people for dinner and I'm pretty sure about, you know, six to eight bowls got consumed at that point in time. And then we had a giant bowl of it left over. And then what's better than like day old chili, two day old chili. Actually, I made that joke. Like, you know, I finished making everything and we were all getting ready for dinner. I'm like, all right, everybody come back tomorrow and we'll have it for dinner because there's just something with the flavors just continue to marry together. You just get that rich, hearty, hearty flavor that just warms you all through. And really one of the things that I can really emphasize about this is use fresh wherever you can. I know people will make chilies with onion powders, garlic powders, all that kind of thing. Make chili with fresh herbs and spices and everything like that whenever you can, because it's going to make a world of difference. If you're somebody who likes ground meat, grind your meat up. If you're somebody who likes a sausage, swap out some lamb or do lamb, beef and sausage, do them all together. If you want to just get crazy and get some different things in here, get some venison in there. I would love, Rebecca's not a big venison fan, but I love venison. I would love to make a good venison chili. It's been, I don't even know how long, but venison's very lean. So you got to definitely find a good fat to really sear it in, really lock in that kind of flavor. So, so many different things you can do with chili. It's such a versatile dish. Make this or shoot back at me and let me know what you put in your chili. Are you somebody that says beans are not allowed in chili? Because there are those people. And that's great. That's great. Eat your chili how you want to eat your chili as long. Like, I, I don't. And here's the thing. I've always only ever heard this, the, these kinds of discussions of these kinds of things from people that aren't eating a bowl of chili. Once you park a bowl of chili under somebody's nose forget about it. It doesn't even matter. You're eating chili at that point And you're just like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you're just there. You're just there in the moment. And then nobody's complaining because you're eating chili and chili is just one of the greatest foods there ever was. I know we're going to talk about chili more in season three. So, you know, get used to chili talk, I guess. You guys are amazing. 
That's going to do it for season two of Nikolai's Kitchen. I can't believe we've reached the end of the second season. Like I said, November 22nd, Thanksgiving special of question mark is coming. And then November 29th, M from Verbal Diorama is going to be here. I can't wait for you guys to hear that audio. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to put this in your ears, to listen to this. I hope that my voice has helped you to a better day wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, thank you so much. You mean so much to me. And I'm so, so grateful that you make me a part of your day or that you made me a part of your day today. I hope that you'll come back. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons thank you very much to sam gerald and deb and a very special thank you to my vip patrons caleb krista jared dan bill and chris learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash kitchen